Perfect Stranglers contains graphic and explicit content suitable for mature listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to Perfect Stranglers. I'm Bree. I'm Kylie. And I'm Nicole! <laughs> Nicole's on no coffee. I'm very, very energetic compared to the rest of us. Hold on. I've had a few sips of coffee now. Oh, yeah. So okay, yeah. we have transitioned to Coffee Nicole. Okay. So how is Coffee Nicole different than Tea Nicole? Um, Tea Nicole is very nice and kind and has pure energy. Um, Coffee Nicole is very abrupt can be really sassy and a little bit rude sometimes because there's just too much forced energy. At least you know that about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) She also has to poop a lot. Oh, yeah. Dude, the coffee shits are real. They're Uh, terrible. One of the the guys I used to hang out with, he would make coffee protein. And so he would take coffee or protein coffee or whatever. So he would take coffee and put it after we would work out together. He would take a scoop of protein and put it in his coffee and mix it together like creamer. And if you don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like it's a little thick if you only have like an eight ounce cup of coffee but if you have like a 12 ounce cup of coffee like a big one it's just like using coffee creamer but the thing is is coffee makes you shit and protein powders can make you shit so it's like a double whammy hmm, and that's about kind of a good idea after he would drink it he would need to destroy the bathroom <laughs> oh. and i'm like why it's you're not even getting the benefits because you're shitting it out but he would also oh, use no. shitty protein powder there's a lot of shit going on here he would use bad protein powder it wasn't it was oh, definitely yeah. like amino spiked you gotta be careful with those things so yeah Speaking of protein powders, I was telling the girls about this protein powder that I bought because I'm trying to stay away from dairy because it makes me like phlegmy and like whatever. So this is from Redcon One. It's called MRE Light Real Whole Food Animal Based Protein. The flavor is blueberry cobbler. So the protein that is made out of this, it isn't whey protein and it isn't vegan. It is beef protein isolate, salmon protein, chicken protein, egg protein, brown rice protein, pea protein, coconut water, and MCT oil. Mm. So this does not taste like any of that. It specifically tastes exactly like blueberry cobbler. How do they do that? Number one. I have no idea. So when I was at GNC, because I frequent that place often. um, So when I was there and because I was telling them, I was like, okay, I can't eat grain. Like I can't eat wheat, can't eat gluten. I'm trying to stay away from dairy. I don't like that. um, I don't like that vegan protein powders just taste like grass to me. Uh Uh-huh. They're like, this dude's like, dude, you need to taste this. And... The only thing I don't like about it is it's sweetened with sucralose and asphaltame, which are like artificial sweeteners that kind of leave like a weird fuzzy taste in your mouth and they're like not great for you. But so far, I really like the powder and it's super easy to mix because you don't get clumps. Well, I just... Oh, that's really nice. I'm really interested in like, how do they, what's, how do they get the protein from the animals? Like what? I have... 
I have no clue. I don't know, but like, how do you do, how do you extract protein from peas too? You know what I mean? Because peas have carbs in it. So when you have a um, like, I have a vegan protein here as well. There's like little to no carbs in the protein powder, but peas definitely have carbs in them. They're considered a starchy vegetable. Sure. This is a question for all of our food scientists out there. Um, there's there's a food scientist on I think she's on TikTok I don't know I just find her videos on Facebook but this would be something that we should ask her yeah I need to know mm-hmm. because it's like you know with like fruits and vegetables or whatever like you can dehydrate them and like make it into like a powder or so, like you know what I mean like what how do you do that with with chicken or meat or as you said you it was know, beef and chicken and egg beef and salmon? Okay. Did you say salmon? Salmon, yes. So, <laughs> okay, I know you don't like salmon, but it is <laughs> beef, salmon, chicken, egg, brown rice, pea proteins, and then coconut water and MCT oil. Okay. So, I, if you guys have ever remembered the um, show How It's Made, I just googled How It's Made protein powder, and there are quite a few videos on it. Of how it's made. I'm obviously not going to watch one right now, but it looks like something we could find out. I don't know if this is how it's made, just like getting the protein into the containers or what mm-hmm. or not. But. Uh, yeah. If you like hot dogs, do not watch how it, they are made. <gasps> oh, yeah, no. Don't. Don't do it. Ew. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm. <laughs> Why would you bring that up? <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy if this protein powder had hot dog protein in it? <laughs> That's a clean oh source God. of protein right there. A hot dog protein. Or hot dog flavored oh, protein drink. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Back in, uh, I think it was summer of 2019. It was like September-ish of 2019. There's a place around here where there's 12 chili dogs. And you have to eat all 12 chili dogs. They don't really give you a time frame to eat them, but you got to eat them. And I went with this guy I used to work with. I had seven. Okay, so it's the bun, the hot dog, which isn't like huge, but it's definitely not like one of those small little dime-sized conies. It's like a, it's a sizable dog. Um, and chili on top. And you have to eat all 12 of them. I had seven chili dogs in seven minutes. What? <laughs> Your girl can eat in case you don't know. That's so much. I had seven I had seven chili dogs in seven minutes. And then I got about forty-five minutes in and I just hit a wall after the eleventh hot dog. I could not finish that last one. But when I went, I didn't plan on going that day, but the guy who I who we went with, he kept on talking smack, like, yeah, you can't do it. You're not going to be able to do it. And I had already eaten my full day of eating, my meal prepped foods. And I was like, okay, I don't back down from a challenge, so I have to go. So I went on a full stomach. So I feel like if I were to go after like a 24-hour fast, I could demolish them. Also, enhancement drugs. Catch my drift? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now we don't have probably... cheating, but, uh, really but cheating? you know what? I probably could uh, hammer those down pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, seven chill. That's a that's a chili dog a minute. Yeah, you know, that's impressive. That's a. I have a very big mouth and a very big appetite, and it just worked in my favor that day. <laughs> <laughs> 
not speaking of chili dogs, what are we talking about today, Brie? So today... You like that segue? <laughs> today, um, I have one kind of main story and a couple other small ones that all kind of have the same theme, which is people hiding out in other people's houses without them knowing. Oh my god, I, this is such a fear. Yeah. That's, 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 god damn it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> also remember a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how we wanted to get some more, like, international stories and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yes. So, this is an inter. this is, this is one of them. This is an international story. This is actually one of the, the big, um, true crime unsolved mysteries of Germany. Uh, this happened in Germany in 1922 at a farmstead called Hinterkaifeck. Uh, so the town that they lived near was called Kaifeck. Uh, they were in the rural area, not in town. And it was about a half mile behind the town of Kaifeck. Uh, that's why it's called Hinterkaifeck because Hinter means behind. So it's a- I'm going to start saying, will you please get Hinter me? Like behind yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they were out um, in an isolated area. Okay, so the Gruber family, uh, they lived at this farm uh, out in the country. It was Andreas and Kazelia, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the the translation of the name Kazelia is Cecilia in English. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Andreas and Cazelia were the elderly parents who lived with their widowed daughter, Victoria, and her seven-year-old daughter and her two-year-old son, uh, their, their grandkids. Um, so they also had a maid, uh, her name was Maria and she lived with them. Uh, Maria was a new maid who had just been hired. Uh, the maid before her had quit um, citing her reason as that the house was haunted and she was too scared to work there. Um, she had heard strange, uh, sounds in the attic, uh, footsteps and stuff like that. Uh, that was about six months before, spoiler alert, the murders. Um, wait, this is a true crime podcast? Yeah, right? Murder? Surprise. Oh my god, I didn't... Uh, oh my god, okay. Well, I guess I better get ready. Yeah. <laughs> so other strange things uh, also happened, but they were just shrugged off. They weren't taken as seriously as they should have been. Uh, for instance, about a month before the murders, Andreas Gruber found a newspaper from Munich uh, on the property, and he didn't remember buying it. Uh, he didn't subscribe to it. Uh, and initially he thought that maybe the postman had... Um, lost the newspaper just it fell out of his bag or he delivered it to the wrong house or something like that uh but uh this however was not the case because nobody in the vicinity had subscribed to to that newspaper it wasn't really a local paper per se um they were about an hour away from munich uh a set of keys also went missing they thought they just had misplaced them Hmm. and then a few days before the murder, Andreas mentioned to his neighbors that he had found fresh tracks in the snow that led from the forest to a door of the barn, but not back. Mm. 
just from i don't know why but i just got like a total like have you ever heard of feral children yes yeah that for whatever reason that just like in my mind i'm like feral kids (laughs) (laughs) i don't know so on the barn door there was a lock that had been broken and there were scratches and signs of it the lock being picked uh and then later that night they heard footsteps in the attic uh but andreas searched and found no one he told several people some neighbors about these um observations but he refused to accept help and the details they went unreported to the police so march 31st uh, 1922, uh, the new maid Maria arrived accompanied by her sister and her sister left after a short stay and was probably the last person to see the family alive other than the murderer. Um, so it was a really awful first day on the job for Maria, um, because that night Mm -hmm. every last one of them was killed. Um, yeah, it appeared that Andreas, Cazelia, Victoria, and her seven-year-old daughter were lured out uh, to the barn one by one and killed. Victoria's two-year-old son and Maria, the maid, had both been murdered as well, but they were still both inside the house. Unfortunately, the bodies were not found for four days. Um, Victoria's seven-year-old daughter was absent without excuse uh, for the next few days of school and the family failed to show up for Sunday church, which was actually strange because Victoria was in the church choir and they never missed church. Um, a man named Albert... I'm sorry, what year did this 1922. happen? 1922. Okay. Uh, Albert Hoffner, um, who was a repairman, had an appointment to fix the engine of a food chopper at Hinterkaifeck, which, don't ask me what a food chopper is or why you'd have to have a repairman come for an engine for it i have no idea is it uh it reminds me of like a tree chopper yeah like a wood chopper i don't know it yes. says it's, for, it's a food yeah. chopper unless i wonder if it was like an industrial size like meat grinder or something oh maybe yeah that's that i guess that, that didn't make sense it would make sense i guess i didn't consider what type of a farm they were running I don't know. Oh, Maybe yeah. it was a okay. well, yeah, they had... cattle f- meat farm. They had to grind <laughs> up their cows to make protein powder. Dough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they never missed church. There was the, the guy, the repairman. Where was I? Uh, yeah. So this repairman, right, he went uh, there on April 4th and he stated that he had not seen any of the family uh, he heard nothing but the sounds of the farm animals and the dog inside the barn barking. Uh, after an hour of waiting, he decided to just go ahead and start the repair, which he completed in roughly uh, about four and a half hours. Also, some coffee salesmen uh, stopped by to deliver uh, their coffee order, but they didn't answer the door. Um, the neighbors had also seen smoke coming from the chimney uh over the weekend, the past few days. So it was kind of strange because everything kind of looked like, you know, everything was okay, except for the fact that, I mean, it was a farm. And on Saturday, they had a lot of chores that, you know, nobody saw any movement or anything out there. 
uh, working outside or anything like that. So there was this guy, his name was Lorenz Schlittenbauer. He was uh, a neighbor. And by neighbor, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, it's out in the country. Their neighbor was probably a ways away, maybe a half mile. Just speculation. Yeah. 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 Um, That's what we do here is speculate. Right. <laughs> Wildly. <laughs> Um, so educated speculation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Lorenz Schlittenbauer, he was allegedly the father of Victoria's um, two-year-old son. Uh, so Victoria's husband had been killed in uh, the trenches of World War One. So they had this daughter um, and then she ended up having this son, but it wasn't her husband's because he was dead. So, uh, allegedly it was, it was this Lorenz Schlittenbauer. So, um, anywho, he sent his 16 year old son and nine year old stepson over to the Grubers to see if they could make contact with them, just make sure everything was all right. They came back and told him that they didn't see anyone over there and nobody answered the door. Uh, so Lorenz went over there himself with two friends once they entered the barn, they discovered the bodies of Andreas, Kazelia, Victoria, and her daughter. And they also found um, her son and, and the maid inside the house. The bodies in the barn were stacked up uh, like on top of each other. And they were yeah. had hay piled over them. Um, oh. So the investigators took this as a sign that it was someone who knew them and couldn't bear to look at what they had done to them after they had murdered the family. So they were partially covered them up with hay. And did they have pigs? Um, maybe. Cause pigs eat anything. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely been cases where people chop up a body and put it in a pig pen and have the pigs get rid of the evidence. Yeah. I don't know. I know for sure they had horses and cows. Okay. Um, so they were all fully clothed in daytime clothes except for Victoria's daughter who was in her nightdress. Um, and they had all been killed the same way. They'd been bludgeoned to death in the head. Uh, the injuries and markings on the body were consistent with that of a mattock being used. Uh, it's a pickaxe-like tool that's used in agriculture for digging little trenches to plant seeds, chopping roots in the ground, or breaking up hard chunks of dirt. Um, we can post a picture of a mattock when this episode comes out. So, the mattock was actually not found right away uh, with the bodies. It was actually found a year later during the demolition of the house and the farm. Um, so, but the victims, the, the Gruber family, their faces were basically gone. They had been pulverized with the murder weapon. Yeah. So, and also a really sad part was that the little girl had clumps of her own hair uh, in her hands and around her, suggesting that she pulled out her hair herself, uh, likely because she was in shock or had survived the attack for a while or witnessed her mother and grandparents being murdered. Oh, baby. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, Maria, the maid, and Victoria's two-year-old son, Joseph, had... Uh, both been murdered in their beds in the house. Maria's mattress had been pulled off the bed frame and she was laying on the mattress on the floor. And the two-year-old had one cruel bash to the face uh, and the top of the bassinet was covered with a woman's skirt. 
So again, concealing what the killer had done consistent with, you know, uh, the covering up of the bodies in the barn. Yeah. So, um, pretty... This is a heavy case. I feel like we need a palate cleanser. (laughs) Oh, there will be. Trust me. Okay. So, investigators tried to find out, figure out the motive. Uh, They thought that maybe it was a possible robbery, but when they found a large amount of cash in that uh, house, they abandoned that theory. They found food crumbs and human poop in the attic, suggesting that the killer was lying in wait, just biding his time for the perfect opportunity. Oh my god. So, I mean... Couldn't they have smelled that? <laughs> I mean, I you guess, know, probably. I guess back then on the farm, doesn't everything smell a little oh. bit like shit? Though? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Probably also, um... Yeah. I mean, you know, they had sound... Or heard weird sounds, so the guy in the attic was probably the source of their haunting. Um, yeah. So, also the weird thing is that the animals had been fed and cared for in the days before the bodies were found. So someone was actually living there while the bodies were waiting to be discovered. Um, the murderer... God, that's ha- fucked up. Yeah. The murderer had even eaten meals in the kitchen and ate all the bread and had recently cut meat uh, from the pantry. They did interview a number of people as suspects, but the main suspect that stood out was Lorenz Schlittenbauer, the neighbor. Um, So when Lorenz and his friends came to investigate, they had to uh, break a gate to enter the barn because all the doors were locked. However, immediately after finding the four bodies in the barn, Lorenz apparently uh, unlocked the front door with a key and suspiciously entered the house alone. Um, So, you know, there was that key that had gone missing before the murders, but it is also possible that um, as the neighbor... Or as Victoria's potential lover, he might have been given a key. When his friends asked him why he'd gone into the house alone, he said he was uh, looking for his son Joseph. Uh, regardless of any of the any any of the rumors, it is known that Lorenz had disturbed the bodies at the scene, compromising the investigation. So, those bodies that were stacked up, he started moving them and pulling them out um, of the hay. Um, so this has never been solved. There's a lot of information and evidence that has gone missing. Uh, for example, at the time, it was believed that um, the heads of the victims were th- had the most pertinent uh, evidence to solve the crime, so it was common for bodies to have their heads removed and kept in the possession of a coroner or investigator until the crime was solved. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, the heads of the Gruber family were taken to Munich, and during World War II, they were lost because of damage to the building that they were kept in, um, which, I mean, you guys, I'm sure, have seen, like, World War II movies and stuff, and you just see, like, all the rubble and, like, the, I mean, they had to completely rebuild cities after that, so I can understand where a lot of stuff like that would get, turn out missing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the family was buried without their heads. A lot, yeah, a lot of stuff... That's fucked up. Right. A lot of stuff was just lost over time. Uh, the scene obviously was not processed properly. It was compromised by people traipsing through it. Uh, people were actually eating in the kitchen, waiting for the police to arrive and stuff like that. It was, I mean, it was also a small town. 
there was a lot of gossip even before these murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was said that Victoria and her father were having an incestuous relationship that uh, resulted in the birth of the two-year-old. So, I mean, yikes. I don't know. It's uh, it, a major yikes. Yeah. So there was lots, there was lots of stuff, lots of hearsay, lots going things on. like that. Yeah. Um, the farm and the house was demolished because Andreas Gruber's brother, who was the person who actually ended up inheriting it, he didn't want it to become like an infamous landmark to be visited. Um, so he had it torn yeah. down. Today, there is a, uh, there's a memorial there. We're near where the house stood, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, it is one of the top true crime mysteries in Germany. Yeah. So, it's one of those that's... classic cases that is talked about a lot. Yeah, that's just kids being killed really gets me. Like I think it gets most people. Yeah. But damn, it's very and how brutal. brutal that was. Like when it's that brutal, it's personal. Oh, definitely. And the you face, know, like. You know? Yeah, that's personal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Damn, Brie. Yeah. That's a heavy one. It is. Where's our palate cleanser? Yeah, so... Oh, I mean, this one isn't... I got another bad... I got another bad one for you first. So, yeah, I've got a couple other more modern stories of people hiding in other people's houses, unbeknownst to the owner. Um, So, these are a couple of shorter excerpts from a countdown-type list article type thing that I found on listverse.com. Okay. So in 2012, uh, Tracy thought she and her five children were the only occupants of her South Carolina home until she discovered there was another person, an ex she broke up with 12 years earlier. Tracy heard some strange noises in her attic the day before discovering her ex. She and her two sons checked the attic but found nothing. Strange noises continued throughout the night. Plaster and nails from the ceiling also fell on her bed and floor. Tracy called a nephew to check the attic the next day. The nephew found nothing at first until he went deeper into the attic where he found her ex sleeping. The <gasps> ex hurried, hurriedly left the house smiling. Tracy later learned that he could see her bedroom through the, an air vent. Tracy could not figure out how her ex got into her home or how long he had been there. However, he had helped her put new, uh, put new doors in her home a year earlier and had just completed a 90 day sentence for stealing her vehicle. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. The ex left his stuff in the attic, including his photos, toys, cassettes, and several cups of feces and urine. What the fuck? Yim. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so this next one, you may have heard of it. Uh, You may have seen a video about it on YouTube. Um, So in 2008, an unnamed 57-year-old Japanese man realized that he had been sharing his home with a secret tenant. Prior to the discovery, he had noticed... I hate this journey for us. hate it. <laughs> Prior to the discovery, he had noticed that someone was stealing food from his fridge. He suspected it was a, a burglar <laughs> stealing the food and uh, installed security cameras that sent live footage uh, of his home to his phone. 
One fateful day, he received a video of a strange woman opening his fridge. He called the police, who went to his home, hoping to catch the burglar. The police were surprised when they found the doors and windows locked and intact with no signs of a break-in. Nevertheless, they entered the home thinking the burglar was still inside. Police found no trace of a burglar until they checked the shelf just above a closet. Inside, they found 58-year-old Tatsuku Horikawa. Investigations revealed that Horikawa had secretly lived in several other houses in the area before <gasps> settling in this man's home. She Get the had fuck out. Yeah. Get this. What? She had lived there for a year before she oh, was caught. My. So, yeah. So, God. like, she would, like, shower what and, like, go to the bathroom and stuff, like, while he was at work. Like, she had it, like, all <gasps> timed out. Holy sh- Stranglers, check your attics, check your That's closets. Insane. If you live in an old house, check between your walls. We've all seen that episode of Supernatural where there's real humans living in the walls. Check your shit. Yes. Holy fuck. This is this, worse than anything yep. we've talked about. Oh, my God. And you can look up on YouTube. You can watch the security footage <gasps> videos of her crawling. She'll stand. She, she gets out of the cabinet. She stands up on the table and then, like, brings out, like, um, like a stool from underneath the table to jump down on the floor. It's <gasps> it's crazy. You, you got to watch it. it. Oh, my wow. fucking gosh. Yeah. All right, so, okay, the last one is a lighthearted one, if you can believe it. Bless. Bless. All right. So in 2013, (laughs) uh, some Ohio State University students discovered they were not alone in their off-campus accommodation after they found someone living in their basement. (gasps) Yeah. I hate it all. (laughs) Yeah. Before the discovery... The students had often found their cupboards and microwave open and had even heard noises from the basement. Uh, They never thought much of the events, although they often joked that the strange happenings were the handiwork of a ghost. They only found out the ghost was a secret roommate when maintenance workers forcefully opened the basement. The stranger was another student who was only identified as Jeremy. They allowed him to pick, uh, pick up his things before evicting him from the home. Nobody knew how Jeremy had got into the house or how long he had been living there. They guessed it was before they moved in, since the landlord never changed the locks, good landlord, um, of the house. And interestingly, one of the roommates had met Jeremy earlier, but thought he was a visitor. <gasps> like, thought it was like somebody else's friend who was just hanging out there that they hadn't met before (laughs) so kind of like the god like in half baked the guy on the couch (laughs) shit (laughs) oh my god so okay this reminds me of a story maybe we should do this as like a full episode at one point but there is um an actual like murder that happened or i don't know if it's attempted murder or real murder it's been a while since i've heard anyone talk about it but there is a story of a girl who went out on a date with this kid he's like they're kind of i think they were like talking online and he showed up and he was like not what she expected like kind of like gangly pimples on his face like 
you know, just like a greasy looking kid, didn't have a lot of friends. They went out on a date. She got weird vibes from him. She called her mom, got taken home from the date. Didn't hear anything from him. And there started to be like weird noises. It was her, this girl, and I think her sister started to hear weird noises in the in the walls, in the closets, but only when her dad was at home. He was a single dad, I think. And um, yes, because the, her, their mom had died. The girl's mom had died. And they would hear things in the walls. They would he see writing in the basement and stuff like that. And the dad would get called home from work and be like, dude, something's happening in the house. Like, we're so scared. And he'd be like, well, I've seen nothing. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So um, one day the girls see something and see someone bolt from one room to the other and have words written in blood on the wall they go over to the neighbor's house and the neighbor's like listen your daughters are truly scared something is happening we need to do something about it because they keep coming over here and it's clear that something is happening the dad goes inside and sees the kid that she had went on a date with has been living inside their home and in the walls and he is dressed in their mom's their dead mom's wedding gown with a gun what the ready, fuck? Ready, yes, ready to kill the dad. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm going to have to find this case and we can do it. Okay. Also, shit. gals, that's why you don't have your date pick you up at your house for your first date. You meet them there. Right. So they don't know where you live. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There is um, another movie that this reminds me of. It's called I See You. And it was uh, in 2019 it was released. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on, it's on like Netflix or Hulu. I definitely watched it on one of the streaming platforms. But basically these two kids are like squatting God. in the attic or like an upstairs bedroom that is like essentially the attic. And they start like torturing the, or like the kid, one of the guys starts like torturing the family below and like making them think that like they're haunted or something. And like he like wears this like weird mask. It is crazy. It's a good movie, but like this reminds me so much. Is that much the one with that. the wolf mask? Um, I don't know if it's a wolf. It looks more like a like a monkey mask to me. Oh. Okay. Um. I it's like a weird mask, but it has um. Helen Hunt in it. I don't know if you guys know. Oh yeah, from Twister. Know. But yeah, Helen Hunt's in it. Of course. Yeah, she. Oh yeah, Twister. Uh, but she's in it, and like, it's a good, it's a good movie. But it's just so weird. Like, yeah, it, it's, that, it's so weird. Just God, that scares the shit out of me. This is one of those fears that is like, God, that is a huge fear of mine. Is someone living in my. Mm -hmm. space that i don't know space so yeah. scary i have so i will guys i will tell you guys like a weird secret ritual that i have if i am gone from my apartment for more than like probably like eight hours like if it's more than just like a normal work day if i do a lot afterwards or whatever I will walk through every room in my apartment and like i will specifically like go to my closet because there is like an attic hole there <laughs> and like I'll look in my closet just to make sure like nothing has moved and my like mm -hmm. my closet is set up so that like if you if you were in there something would be moved like there's just it I, I use it for storage so like there's a lot of shit in there but I it's not like a conscious fear of mine but it is 100% a fear of mine that like someone else is like 
in my space or like watching me or whatever yeah yeah Yeah. i will do that i will go through all of my closets look under beds do all of that stuff if i'm gone for really any amount of time or if i just feel specifically like one time i came home and one of everly's shoes was moved like into like the middle of my um not the middle of my living room but a few feet away definitely from my map but then i saw that one of miko's mice was there and he probably just like whipped it a little bit but still i looked still i looked (laughs) and that one time i found a pube on my table that was definitely not mine do you guys remember that yes i remember that and that was weird yes i talked to a few friends of it about it and they're like well you have an intake like there's intake vents and then air can blow out your out your out vents and like there could be a stray pube from one of your neighbors how how do you know that it was a pube i have waxed so many vaginas in my day and when you see a pube and you hold it up to the light and it has that hair sheen where it looks dark but then you see the red and gold flecks in it and it is wiry and it reminds me of little black curly hair from friends you know it's a pube you know it's pube and then i look through all of my articles of clothing i was like do i have any sweatshirts or anything that have like a fuzzy material that would do this no and i was like it's definitely not miko's hair and i even took some of his hair but it could also be something that like you know you're out somewhere in it so this is this is how i discovered it is i completely clean i my table is white i completely took a clorox wipe and i wiped it completely off before i took everly to daycare Okay, it was like clean. And when I took Everly to daycare, I came back. So I was gone for maybe 20 minutes. Came back, set my water bottle down on my white table, and I looked down at the completely clean white table, and I then saw this little black curly hair. I'm like, what the fuck is that doing there? So I picked it up, and I was like, this is a pube. And I held it up into the sun, and I was like, this is definitely a pubic hair. And so, yeah, I asked a few people about it and they're like, well, you have a bunch of people in apartments, you have an intake vents and then your vents blow. It could have sucked up a hair from one of your neighbors and put it out. But I'm like, does it every each each of us have our own heating and air conditioning system? Because if we didn't, we would be paying for the entire area or the entire apartment buildings heat. No one didn't. I. I'm a redhead. Yeah. I don't and you have, have red, vents, black not pubes. baseboard. Yeah, I have vents. Yeah. So right. I don't know, but I cleaned off my table and it was clean because I really got crumbs on it and it was annoying me. So I was like, I'm cleaning this shit off. But I mean, it could have been, it, it literally could have been like something that like, it could have been from someone that lived there before. Oh, it definitely that, could like, have. It got stuck. And then just, like, came out of an event randomly one day. Oh, it definitely could have. And it could have been, like, I vacuumed at least twice a week. I could have randomly all of a sudden jiggled up a pew, but it floated on my table. But the Mm -hmm. fact that it wasn't there... Jiggled up a pew. (laughs) (laughs) We have to solve the mystery of the pubic hair. I could have jiggled up a pew when I was vacuuming. But the fact that I had made sure that that table was clean because Everly's crumbs were pissing me off... And nothing was, I can guarantee nothing was on the table. And I went to drop her off and came back. And all of a sudden there was a black pube on my white table. Like, yeah, that's weird. I'm sure there's a logical explanation for it. Like it was from a vent, you know? Yeah. I mean, the whole, like you live in an apartment complex with many people. Like that's not, that's, that, that's normal. Yeah. That's normal. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, why, why? I hope you don't have like chlamydia or something and I'm touching you. 
<laughs> Don't want to get the clap from a stray pube. <laughs> oh my god. I think we've been talking about this pube for like five minutes. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> One single hair deserves so much attention. <laughs> well, well I was like, who's in my space with your pube hanging out? Well, right. It's offensive. Come on. Yes. Like, don't you trim? Come on. Oh, my God. There's been a lot of... uh, It's impolite, you know? What'd you say, Brie? I said it's impolite. It is. Keep your pubes tucked away in your own area, not in my area. Brie, I have to say, your mug matches your tapestry's color scheme. I love that mug. Look at that. Hey, you! I really love that mug too. Yeah, so you should share it with us, like okay. wherever you got it. Yeah, no, my bestie got this for me. My bestie who Aww. sent me that pen. She always gives the best gifts. Yeah. Um, it's really cool because it's got like this like metallic. You probably can't really see it, but it's like a metallic um, glaze on the bottom. And but you can yeah. still put it in the microwave though. <gasps> no, nice. so I think that's what I need. Yeah, it's really cool. I love this. is my favorite mug. She got it, I think she got it at TJ Maxx or Home Goods. Mm, yeah. It's so my favorite. I have this mug that says Queen and then it has a B on it. And I was really excited when I got it because I was like, ooh, Beyonce, Queen B, yeah. yes. But then this this metallic paint is metallic yeah. and I was stupid and didn't read anything. So it started spi- sparking oh, in the no. microwave. And I was like, oh shit, this is metallic paint, you idiot. And I took it out of the microwave. Nothing happened. It's still fine, but darn. I thought it was gonna blow up for a second. Yeah. Can, y'all want to hear something crazy? Yeah. About my what? okay. I don't know how he does it. Anthony has put spoons in the microwave and had them not spark. He's like, it's all about how you put it in there. I'm not kidding you. He's like, you can't. No. no listen. I'm not even fucking kidding you. <laughs> he will. It's he's like metal in the microwave isn't the issue it's the shape of the metal and where the metal is sticking out so it depends on just where you put it so it depends like if it's covered or not so he has literally microwaved a spoon and it's fine i don't know engineer brains i have literally witnessed it over the over 11 years i had witnessed him do it uh, many many times i have also taken so broccoli like frozen broccoli and put a little water on it and microwave it and i have had broccoli spark like what interesting that's kind of scary. You know what? It, it isn't there a lot microwaves. of isn't there a lot of iron in broccoli? I, I don't mean, know. Maybe. It's a theory. <laughs> but I have it's a lot of seen broccoli because I'll hear it, I'll hear it go. <laughs> I just spat, and my broccoli oh, will spark. Yeah. I don't Weird. know if anyone else yeah. said that happened, but I have. Yeah. Hey, food scientists again. Again. Yeah. Please tell yes. us. <laughs> we need to we need to know some food it's science. It's a very yes. food forward podcast. <laughs> yes, food and true crime. Yes. That is how we live our lives. It is. Mm-hmm. That is. I mean, what? right. Yeah. I mean, we keep talking about our cookbook and everything, recipes mm-hmm. for disaster. <laughs> it's coming, baby. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. 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 One time when I was little, I was probably like, I want to say I was like seven years old. I was like young. Anyway, my dad put something in the microwave and it literally like it, he put tinfoil in it and it caught on fire oh, shit. so like this the the inside of our microwave was on fire and i was like i, I just remember looking at him and he's like oh shit no 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 he's like what happened i don't understand and i like put my hands on my hips and i was like dad 
you can't put tinfoil in the microwave, you idiot. <laughs> I said it just like that. And I don't think I'm, I think that is one of the, the moments in my life where my dad, like, where I recognized that I was like, you need to get your life together, sir. <laughs> but I was like really young and he was like, shit, this kid's on to me. Like, <laughs> How old were you? I, I want to say it was like maybe seven. I was I was young. I was young, and I just like called my dad an idiot. I was like, <laughs> oh my god! I definitely funny. after I said that, I had like the fear of God put into me because I was like, oh shit! Like my dad's pretty uh, <laughs> but um, did he object like, to that? To being called an idiot? No, because like, okay, no, no, then my mom and my sister came in. Then my mom and my sister came in, like, as I said that, they came into the room. And my mom was like, what are you doing putting tinfoil in the microwave? And he's like, you can do that. And she's like, no, you can't. Like, clearly you cannot. And, yeah, it was a moment. And I just, like, literally sat there, like, in the background, just like, why were you, like, have you learned nothing? <laughs> like, I know this. Your daughter knows this. How do you not know this? Oh, my God. When I was really young, do you guys remember when Pop-Tarts used to come in? Not, like, the flimsy, like, metallic-looking package, but it was, like, a weird paper package with, like, a metallic lining on the inside? Yes. Weren't they, like, white oh, yeah. on the outside? Yeah. And then, yep. yeah. Like, yep. dull metallic on the inside. Yeah. So, right? I... Yeah. My brother had always, I think my brother had, like, microwaved his Pop-Tarts. He had always done it. And I was like, I want to try that. So I just opened the package and, like, you know, opened down the seam and just, like, had it splayed open. And I was like, I want to try microwave my Pop-Tarts. Because the inside of it looks like like a, a Hot Pocket. You know how right. the Hot Pocket has the crispy thing on the yeah. inside? I was yeah. like, maybe that's how this works. And so I put it in there. And you cannot microwave a Pop-Tart wrapper. <laughs> nope. You can't. Nope. Doesn't work. Nope. So I learned that real quick. But, yeah. I, um, sorry, one last story about things in microwaves. Um, this was actually not that long ago. I had my lavender plant and it had like butters and everything. And I was like, wanted to dry it, but I didn't want to wait like four days for it to dry. So I looked up (laughs) on the internet, like different techniques for drying lavender quickly. And one of them was like, put it in the microwave for like five seconds like literally five seconds and I was like oh okay yeah that like sure I'll try that so I put it in there and it definitely started sparking (gasps) like burnt all of the lavender oh and then I like read below I like kept reading on that article because I was like what the fuck I just ruined half my lavender and I looked below and it was like please note keep your microwave on half capacity or like half power and I was like motherfucker (laughs) Dang it! So don't don't microwave lavender. Yeah, don't do that. Because apparently it sparks and did catches it, on fire. Did it here. like make it more, like, did it make it fragrant? Like, could you smell it? It did. Okay, yeah. Or? No, my whole house, like, literally, it smelled like lavender, and not like burnt lavender, just like lavender. Right. Like, it smelled really good, but yeah. it did spark. Well, the reason it caught on fire is because it sparked, and then I had it on a paper towel. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is why it, like, I didn't, like, catch on fire, but it was, like, definitely I, like, opened. It was charred. After, like, a second, I, like, opened it and was, like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Everything's fine. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah. I feel a sneeze coming. I feel it. 
I don't know. One time a couple weeks ago, Everly had a bunch of sneezes coming. I've never seen her have a sneeze fit before. And all of a sudden, she just like kept looking at her and she just kept going. <gasps> she just got, I was like, are you going to sneeze? And she was just like looked up at me. And she just, with a fear and like confusion, just. <gasps> and, she just got, <laughs> and then she would sneeze. And oh she's so God. tiny, but her sneezes are so powerful. She'd just like be kicked back. <laughs> I just sneeze. Oh, and then sometimes uh. when she sneezes, sorry, this is disgusting, but I think it's so cute. Sometimes when she sneezes, she has a lot of snot come out, so she'll sneeze and it'll just like spit out of her nose and she'll just stand there like she's stunned and just look around but not move because she can see the snot coming out of her nose. And she, she just goes, she goes, oh, like she's trying not to open her mouth. <laughs> a little That's assistance cute. here. It's so cute. <laughs> Oh my god, I love her so much, her squishy little face. Um, okay, yeah. well, that was one yeah. heck of a, a whirlwind of an episode, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Wrap this one up. Yeah, wrap her up. Did we, we didn't do housekeeping in the beginning of this one either, did we? No. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> okay, well, you guys, as we've mentioned, we love you. We um, appreciate you supporting and listening to us. And if you want to further that support, please subscribe to us sorry there's a gnat in my house why is there a gnat oh my god i better not have a moldy plant somewhere jesus christ anyway sorry um you know anyway guys please subscribe to us on whatever listening platform you listen on spotify apple if you are on apple please rate us and leave a review that really helps us be noticeable more in the algorithm for people who like the true crime genre also, um, please like and follow us and interact with us on social media at Perfect Stranglers on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we also now have a YouTube um, that you can listen to a few what, episodes. What? We have a few episodes up there now and we're slowly adding more. Um, so if you want to do that, you can find us on YouTube. And if you have any crazy stories you want to talk to us about um, or just want to say hi, you can email us at contact at perfectstranglers.com. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Fuck yeah, bud. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we will chit-chat with you next Thursday. All right. Bye, Stranglers. We will see you next week. Look forward to talking with you. Look forward to chit-chatting. Bye. Bye, Stranglers.